Welcome to the Transform Your Teaching Podcast. The Transform Your Teaching Podcast is a service of the Center for Teaching and Learning at Cedarville University in Cedarville, Ohio. We seek to inspire higher education faculty to adopt innovative teaching and learning practices. Thanks for joining our conversation. Welcome back to the Transform Your Teaching Podcast here on the campus of Cedarville University. My name is Jared Piles, and with me is Dr. Robert Ivan McDowell. Yes, the middle name is Ivan. In this episode, we wrap up our interview with Dr. Quentin Schultz. Uh, His book, Servant Teaching Practices for Renewing Christian Higher Education, is available on his website. And if you want the website, you can find it in our show notes. Uh, In this one specifically, he talks about making lectures available online to his students. He has some really interesting insights that Rob and I will discuss at the end. But here is our last segment with Dr. Schultz. You talk about maybe at the end of the semester or even during the semester, you get this feedback that allows you the opportunity to reflect on your own process and and teaching. How do you encourage students to reflect and how would you encourage an instructor to? I know in your book, you talk about recording yourself and talking about the benefits of doing that. Well, you, you know, I personally myself am a little apprehensive about recording myself because I'm afraid it's going to point out all the flaws in my teaching, <laughs> which is kind of the, the point of doing that. So how would you encourage first students to reflect and then faculty members to reflect on their own teaching? I have to admit that what I call servant teaching is somewhat revolutionary. It challenges a lot of the habits that are typical or common in teaching because I think we've got real problems. When I say we're operating at 60% capacity, I really mean it. Uh, I do a lot of program reviews and speaking at different schools, and one of my practices is to go down the hallway when classes are in session and stand outside an open classroom door and listen to what's going on. And now I don't have all of the, the nonverbals. I can't see what's going on, but just listening I kind of cringe sometimes. I think this is the deadly transfer of information. And if it's true of the visuals as well as what I'm hearing, then there's plenty of room for improvement. So we can record ourselves on audio and listen to it, and I highly recommend that. We can also record ourselves with video and watch it. Now, in my field, one of the things I do is public speaking. And believe me, if there's anyone who would not have become a public speaker, it was me because of my background. I was scared to death when I started out teaching in the classroom. And the fact that I've written a book, the the main textbook that's used in most Christian universities on public speaking is just a joy because I think of what God has led me through to be able to do that. And much of that book would apply to what a, a teacher uh would be able to do better as a public speaker, whether they're on camera or whether they're recording their audio or if they're in person. So yeah, it's going to point out a lot of our flaws to do that. It's not going to point out all of our flaws. So there I would (laughs) disagree with you. We'll see things, the major things right away. We say, oh boy, what am I doing here? And, you know, uh, but there will be other things too that students will point out to us, I ran into a situation where the uh, at the campus I was teaching, 
the people who are responsible for helping students who have learning difficulties contacted me and said there were two students in the class, one of whom was blind, that had learning difficulties or may need special help and please accommodate them. And so I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to audio record, uh, which is easy to, to do, all of my presentations and our discussions and also that person can go through, go through, re-listen to it, whatever. And that got me thinking about why don't I do that for every class? And I asked some colleagues what they thought, and they said, don't do that or students won't come to class. And I thought, well, that's interesting. That, that means that uh, I am so boring and not worth going to class for that students would just as soon go ahead and listen to a recording maybe instead of seeing me in class. So I said, maybe I'm not doing this as well as I should. But at any rate, I audio recorded all of the class sessions where it was appropriate, you know, not for an exam or whatever, and put those online privately for students to download and listen to. And many, many students took advantage of those. And the students were doing great, and they started telling me how helpful it was because they could go back over their notes go listen to these lectures and discussions we had. They could do it when they were driving in the car. They could do it if they took a bus to campus. They could do it when they were exercising, whatever. And so I just started doing this routinely for all of my classes, and attendance did not go down. I think attendance went up. So it's, again, counterintuitive. I'm going to play the other side of this, Dr. Schultz. So this isn't my opinion. It's just a question or feeling, I think, that might be out there. And we may have a faculty member that listens to everything you've had to say, and then we'll come back and say, well, you're just being too easy on the students. You're not really giving them the reality that they're going to have to face in the world, and it's not really helping them. Well, maybe you do mean that, you know, uh, (laughs) Rob, you rascal, maybe... Maybe uh, you have a little bit of those feelings, too, and Jared, you both do, because I do. Yeah, I, I sometimes wonder, am I being too easy about something? I think uh, one of the joys of reading my book, Servant Teaching, is that you get a sense of how faculty members feel under different circumstances. So I, I'm very transparent in the book. I'm, it's not an academic book that just... Uh, gives theory or just a practical book that says do this or do that, but it says this is a journey. It's like following Jesus into this realm of teaching. We're going to have our ups and downs. We're going to have times of anxiety and depression, and we're going to have times where we think we're too easy and too difficult. We're going to have times when we think our grading does not reflect justice, and on and on and on it goes. So it, I, I think there is some truth to that, and I could agree with a faculty member who would feel that way. However, On the other side of it, what I have found is that when I approach the whole student with as much compassion as possible, in most cases, those students rise up to the occasion and do the best work imaginable. They respect me for respecting them. There are a few stinkers out there. Let's use a kind term. A few stinkers out there that will take advantage of you if it seems like you're being too easy. But I, I do sometimes ask students to completely redo something that they've done. 
and I also build in ways to help students stay on track with the more difficult things so they can do them. This relates to cheating, too. If I'm doing something like a longer paper, let's say a longer essay or research essay, I break it down into parts. So I want students first to come up with a topic that we both agree on. Then I want them to come up with something that might look like a, a thesis statement. It's not going to be their final one, but it's an idea. It's a thesis, if you will. Then I want them to come up with some sources, and I approve those sources all along the way to help lead them along. And the process of doing that is going to keep them from falling behind, and it's also going to help students who need the encouragement and the, the self-awareness of what doing a bigger project is like, to, to be aware of each process along the way and stay with it and not get off track on that. So yeah, I, I, I actually at, at Cedarville, I gave a presentation on teaching a few years back and I gave out index cards for responses. And one of the responses I got from a number of the teachers was that my approach was too easy. This is before I had written the book, but it was testing material in the book. And I think that's absolutely something to take into consideration. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, we need to be careful. It's not a matter of giving away degrees or giving away grades or giving away courses, but it's a matter of uh, helping the students walk faithfully and do the best they can and with a lot of compassion. Uh, and I think sometimes when we are we are stinkers ourselves as faculty. It's because we want undergraduate students to live up to certain graduate student expectations, and we have to be careful about that. Dr. Schultz, thank you so much for joining us today. If you would like, we'll give you a couple minutes here to talk about the book, uh, where people can find it, stuff like that. Sure. My, again, my name is Quentin Schultz, and if you go to my website, quentinschultz.com, you can get a link to more information about the book there and also a link to a place where you can buy it online for very inexpensively, uh, shipping included, much less than Amazon. For some reason, Amazon is refusing to discount the book, so I'm kind of discouraged about that. But at any rate, uh, and, and let me know. You can, get, you can contact me there, too. My email address is there, Quentin Schultz, Q-U-E-N-T-I-N, and then Schultz has an E on the end, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z-E. About the book, well, I told you about the case I had of the student throwing the material in the trash can at the end of the semester. And I said I was not going to be a teacher that that would happen with <laughs> again. And I began renewing, uh, or if you will, redeeming my teaching from that point on for decades refining it, refining it, trying different things. And uh, some 20 years later, I actually got an email from a student who said, hey, uh, uh, Dr. Q, which is what a lot of my students call me, uh, I was just looking back through notes from the course I took w with you 20 years ago, and I was so glad that I kept them. I remember those days, and I'm relearning again, and I thought to myself, oh, God, thank you for for having that encouragement come into my life. Uh, I'm, I like this book, Servant Teaching, 30 chapters, but only three pages each. 
So you can read one a day in a few minutes, make a couple of notes. Uh, my guess is that any Christian college teacher who reads through the book or even reads through just a couple of chapters to test it out, see what's in there, is going to say, wow, that is going to help me. Because basically what I've done is to put in a book what I started doing in my mentoring of other teachers. And there are going to be differences. So I'm not going to teach exactly the same way as someone else. And what the book does is to say, here's what I learned, but a lot of what I learned is this is the issue that we have to contend with. And it often is different from what we think the issue is, such as what do we do with inattentive students? Inattentive students are, are an issue. And how do we engage them? Well, I learned to be a really good storyteller to engage students. And I would often open the classes with a story that needed to be solved and that we were going to try to solve that, that class together or a question. But you don't have to teach that way. But you do have to have something to, that will engage students, that will bring them in. So there are a lot of variations on the themes. Uh, now, uh, you were not too hard. And in fact, I like the idea that you were pushing me a little bit on whether or not I'm being too easy because I think uh, we all need to ask ourselves that question. But we also need to ask ourselves the question is, are we being too difficult? Are we expecting too much? Are we demanding of students what is not going to help them long term in their lives, but is just going to make us think that we're better teachers in the short run? That's the flip side of it that I've always felt like I need to uh, beware of myself. So the book is called Servant Speaking, and the subtitle, I just want to mention that because we didn't talk about those three things, but it's, it's teaching with faith, to be faithful with skill, and that's often what we teach think, think of uh, teaching as skill, but also virtue, virtue qualities of character. So I have a chapter, a little chapter, for example, on the importance of gratitude, and those of us who are most grateful in our lives for what God has done for us in, in so many different ways are going to be better teachers. And students want to have, they want to be around grateful teachers and they warm up to them and they want to work harder for them. And there are other virtues as well. So I look upon servant teaching as teaching with faith, skill, and virtue. And I really appreciate you guys talking with me about it and being encouraging. You have been an encouragement to me and that's been a blessing. So that was our interview, the last segment with Dr. Quentin Schultz. It was very, very good. He mentioned specifically in this one, talking about making lectures available online. And he goes as far to say he wondered if he could be that boring that students would rather watch videos than come to his class and that maybe that's a sign that he needs to reinvent his classroom. Rob, Ivan McDowell, your thoughts? Well, I, if you're going to do my full name, it needs to be Robert Sorry, Ivan McDowell. Sorry, Robert Ivan McDowell. I think I think there's a part of it I agree with. There's another part that I would wonder if maybe it's not so much are you boring that they'd rather see that is is the content so dense? Is there so much there that it's easier for students to be able to view you on video lecture because they can back things up and take notes? I know for a fact that there are a lot of students who really appreciate that. So they may appreciate you being, you know, really good at delivery inside your classroom, but 
they appreciate getting the content more, especially if they're going to be assessed on it. Uh, it was interesting. We did have a we have a, a faculty member here at Cedarville who most recently said that he's found recording his lectures allows him to get through all sorts of content that he doesn't usually he's not able to in a normal classroom segment because interruptions, questions, and so there are things that just don't get said. And now he can tell the students, hey, we didn't cover everything today. I've recorded everything I need you to know. Go watch it, take your notes, reflect on it, because not everything that you're going to be assessed on was in today's lecture. And I think research would also back up the fact that providing students with uh, video recordings, video instruction helps to, like Dr. Quentin Schultz mentioned, like to help them to review and understand the course material better. Any kind of avenue that we can for students to engage with or review the content is helpful. All right. That's going to do it for us today on this episode of the Transform Your Teaching podcast. In our next episode, we're going to turn the lens onto our own campus and bring in Dr. Tom Hutchison to talk about his thoughts on servant teaching, how he puts it into his practice. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Transform Your Teaching podcast. Please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform. For more information, you can email us at ctlpodcast at cedarville.edu. Please consider subscribing to our blog, Focus, found at cedarville.edu forward slash focus blog.